You're listening to Abroad, where we celebrate the diversity and humility of immigration through storytelling. I'm your host, Michelle. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Abroad. We have a very special guest with us this episode. This is Abeshi. Hi. Hi. Hey, how's it going? Good. Doing good. Yourself? Good. Doing well, thank you. The sun just came up here, so, you know, just starting the day. Yep. And over here, too, the sun came out, too. So just drop, just drop my children off. Uh, I'm enjoying the sun and enjoying the conversation we are having. Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, how old are your kids? I have two. Uh, the other is six, who is Damien. I call him Raga Damien. And my daughter is two, and I call her Na Rebo. Oh, beautiful. And um, just to give the listeners a bit of a background, my family live in Muskegon, and that's how we met. And um, I was actually just cruising around town, and you run the most amazing catering company, mm-hmm. Abeshi Ghanaian Cuisine. Cuisine yeah. yeah, can you tell us a bit about that? How you started that? Well, Abeshi Ghanaian Cuisine all started by, well, I was, I, was, I was raised by my grandma, you know? Uh, the name of my grandma is Victoria. Mm. So I was the one who made sure he installed everything I have to know, like manners, courtesy, how to keep the house clean, how to clean dishes, how to cook, how to use spicy, how to do everything. So after I moved here, grandma has already died. So after I moved here, through my eating of different food, I feel like, no, this is, this is not cool for me. So why can't I, I share what I've learned from my grandma that she taught me, you know, to where I find myself. So when I move here, I look, I, I didn't have the name Abeshi. But when I move here, I look, I said, okay, from West Africa, Ghana to West Michigan. So now I'm here in my language, it's called Abeshi. So I'm here in Michigan. So what do I have to offer my people? First, I started with art and clothing and things. I start like taking care of the people with art and clothing and stuff, giving them my heritage, my culture and everything. And I see that, no, it's about time to, you know, go deep down in, in the people's soul, give them what they need. So my talents, my passion was also in cooking. So I started, you know, doing like pasting station, and blah, blah, blah. And the people love the food. And out of that, uh, I won different, 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 different competition about like grants, some money and stuff. And I won, and I said, okay, if the people love the food, why can't I, you know, make it official and start serving, you know? Mm, I love that. I love that you, you know, you thought, well, what can I really bring? That's a part of my culture. What can I offer the community? How can I really show up for them? That's And that's so unique to you as well. So can you share with us a bit about um, Ghana and just your journey of um, coming to the U.S.? What was that initial journey like? Well, so uh, I came to the U.S. With, uh, with my woman, with my ex. Uh, mm-hmm. We moved here uh, like 2014 and coming to different continents. I've never been to America before, so mm-hmm. it was kind of something new to me. So then when I reached here, within some few months, I get adoption for the, for, for the U.S. life. Uh, all I say to myself, I'm not going to change. I'm going to be who I am. That will make me so special among all people here in America. Mm. So I, I started doing my thing, you know, doing mm. my without like putting myself out there, you know, because if you want to be great, you have to put yourself out there. You have to like, you know, serve the community. And I started doing that. Yeah. 
And one day I cook for my, my family and they really love it. And I said, the next step is I want to bring it on the, on the, on the, on the, on the table, you know, mm. and that's what happened. Yeah. I love Abel, that. Abel, and Abel, was considered to be like a family business, you know, mm. so, mm-hmm. by then I was doing the hard work, the cooking parts, taking care of dishes and everything. And my ex was taking care of like paperwork and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But ever since we are no more. So right now I've got mm. accountants that are taking care of paperwork and stuff for me. So I do the cooking, I do the promotion, I do the hustle, I do everything now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know what um what really attracted me to to your food truck and to your catering company is you're a whole vibe, man. <laughs> I just love your vibe so much. And I remember walking past and, you know, you were just just shouting out like all kinds of blessings and like, hey, come try this, come try this. And um, the vibes, the vibes are so good. And the area, I mean, the town that you live in, it's it's a small town in the Midwest, Michigan, and people know USA, people. and it's small, you know, and so when people experience something really unique and diverse, they talk about it, like, oh, have you heard about this place, have you heard about this place, you know, so that's the nice thing about being in a small town, mm-hmm. and, and really building that support, you know, but to me, I saw you, and I said, oh, man, you, you know, you shine like a star, because that area is, it's just isn't diverse at all. There isn't a lot of diversity. No, I, I no, feel like people no. are kind of scared to shine in a way. You know what I mean? They can't, like a lot of people, in my opinion, like I've seen a lot of people kind of more blend in. And, and so you bring, you bring so much life to the community. And that's, you know, sometimes really I, give, I give thanks of my upbringing. You know, sometimes if parents could, could understand that whatever they teach their kids, right? Mm. That would be another another reflection to them, you know, because whatever we teach our kids or whatever my grandma taught me, that was the reflection today, you know. Yeah. And that blessings go to her. So it depends on how you were raised. And me, like I said, when I moved here, I see that people over here are very slow and very quiet. Even when they are doing business, they want to wait for a customer to come into their shop, and they are not even having. Uh, communication with the customer and like talking to the customer so I see all this and I say okay if I have this kind of uh, knowledge that would be the best way you know to interact with my customers to talk to them more to vibe with them to make sure you know they are okay you know because what we are doing we're taking care of people so we have to also make sure we talk to them and 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 expose certain things to them so that they too could like put themselves in it and not just like just me giving a vibe but they also will also bring their energy you know mm-hmm. so it's all about energy mm-hmm. and i remember when i also first met you the energy that you also portrayed to me make me feel wow you're also from south africa mm-hmm. but uh, your your dad is from here right I uh, know actually both of my parents my parents are South African but my stepmother that's how we got into the country my stepmother is American, American. So, yeah but I'm fully blown you know fifth generation like quite quite a few generations back South African so yeah so when I also when I saw you I was like oh Africa I yeah, miss so South Africa South I was Africa, like oh. yeah exactly South Africa and West Africa and and the thing is, I've experienced um, when I meet other Africans in the USA, it doesn't matter, you know, they could be from Nigeria, from Ghana, mm-hmm. from Senegal. Um, I feel this, this feeling, we often will exchange this feeling and it's this like eye contact of like, oh, we know the motherland, like we know Africa, like it's in our blood, it's in our heart. And so... It really it brings people together from different countries in Africa, you know. And I feel like if I was in South Africa and I'm, you know, I would I wouldn't necessarily experience that on the same level 
because I mean we're we're all together there, but um when you're out of off of the continent and you meet like, you know, an African cousin like from somewhere else, it just it felt so so inspiring to me. And I feel like I mean, I feel like the community in, in Muskegon connecting to their African roots, you know, a part of the community just really connecting into that and feeling that that pride and that sense of identity, I feel like they that's something to experience through your food. It's it's really it's really like special. I, I, just, I just be me, you know, and I just keep it me. I don't fake it. So that's why, you know, uh, I would say we Africans we believe in God a lot, right? Mm. We believe that there is something something above us. We're not talking about the heavens or the hell, the hell, but we're talking about the spiritual content that if you understand what I mean, you could know that mm. you can't just run into a river and just jump into the river where I'm mm-hmm. from. When you see a river, you have to like pay an homage, mm-hmm. give respect to the river so that the river will know that, oh, you are a visitor in this country, you know? Mm-hmm. So we believe in, like, you know, higher powers. We believe in, like, you know, gods and ancestors. We believe in those things. So mm-hmm. for me to come here, all I say to myself, I'm not going to change. I'm just going to be me. And me being me has always been my goal and my, my uniqueness because I can't be someone else than to be myself, you know? Mm-hmm. And when I'm going to portray Africa, and Ghana, I'm from, I have to be real to the people and portray it well, rather mm. than trying to fake it, you know? Mm. So it's a whole lot of vibe, you know? It is a whole lot of vibe. I love that vibe. <laughs> it makes me so happy. Um, yeah. So do you remember your first impression of, of America when you came over here? Like, uh, my, what you thought? Uh, my, what I thought... Well, we've seen America in books, we've seen America in, in, in news, we've seen America in movies, right? Mm. So then when I reach here, I see that it's totally different because mm-hmm. that's when I start feeling like, you know, am I safe here, you know? Mm-hmm. Because when I'm in my country, those kind of uh, brutalism of police and Black life Matters and those things, we don't experience that there because we are all blacks, right? Mm-hmm. So when I, I move here, I start getting a little scared, you know, mm-hmm. that, well, if I'm even driving middle of the night, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful someone will pull a gun on me or, you know, a mm-hmm. whole lot. But then I said, no, I have to free my mind and free my soul and just be me and just be the authentic. And out of that authenticness, people will understand my story, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and but showing, America, showing coming up with here, love. that was very crazy for me. It was very crazy yeah. because I speak the Queen's English, and Americans have their own English they speak. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so sometimes when I talk, it's hard for them sometimes to understand. Until you're trying to be a little patient and be very mindful, then you understand what I'm trying to send across. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I experienced um, a, a similar thing as far as like accent and language. Um, you know, people really not understanding or they're having to tune into. It almost feels like I was speaking a new language, mostly because it's a very small town and there aren't a lot of foreigners there. And so when they hear something different, they're just not used to it. And then you just have to be patient and repeat things or, you know. And then, and then you're very unique. But um, I, I want to go back on a really important point to talk about, which is something that, you know, I think about too. I mean, I'm a white South African and my ancestors are colonizers, you know, but I was born and raised in South Africa. I have a lot of African pride. And I often, I often will think about uh, the impact that I can really have just on my black and, uh, you know, people of color, like my black and brown friends, like how can I really show up as an ally for them? And I think this there's this thought that comes up in my mind, which is in South Africa, there's just so much African pride and I'm minority. I'm the white minority and I'm that's 
it's so beautiful. Like, I love it. Like, I feel so good. And I'm here and I see, you know, the, the black and brown communities, all the different communities just not, um, you know, not experiencing the same, the same kind of pride and, and really there is so much violence and, and racism in this country. And I was, I would say you're talking about privileges, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. There's, there's a lot of like white privilege in this country, 100%. And I'm thinking, um, for you, how, like, how do you think we can, this is quite a big question, but how do you think we can inspire the African-American black and brown communities to show up with their African identity more or be more proud of that? Yeah. Because you know what, what I mean? What I'm saying is, you know, the, the African, that's why we have the African diaspora, right? Mm-hmm. But the people here who are blacks, right, they don't have the knowledge to travel far, to read far, only few, only some, you know, mm-hmm. and because of what society has taught them, when they even see we blacks directly from the motherland, instead of them to say, wow, this is my brother, let's connect with my brother, let's connect with my sister, they have hatred for us because of what the colonial masters have put in their mind, you know. Mm-hmm. So this kind of way, the only thing we can do is we being ourselves, and that will also give them the realization that they are black like me. They also start to have to start being themselves. But it's really hard, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. It's really hard. So we just have to do the work and keep doing the work and keep doing the work until like the way Bob Marley was doing the work and doing the work. Most people in America couldn't take his work seriously. You know, mm-hmm. but the people in Asia, Africa took their work seriously, and some people here in America took their work seriously. Mm-hmm. But the message is still the message, you know. They need to they need to like connect and say, No, we are American, we are here in America, we are born and raised mm-hmm. there, we are black. It's about time we have we have to make a move, we have to make a step. Let's mm-hmm. go to any part of African country and see what we can adopt over there, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I um, had this idea a couple of years ago, and I hope that somebody does it. Maybe I'll do it. But what if there's an organization that brings, um, you know, African-American, black and brown communities to uh, Africa, and there's like a sort of like a scholarship type thing, and they bring them, and they get to experience Africa and then they come back. Can you imagine being a teenager from, let's just say, you know, Muskegon or the Midwest and going to Africa and coming back and being like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And also, to you know, the brainwash too has become more, more negativity than the more positivity, you know. Mm-hmm. Because a child growing up in Africa thinking America is heaven, you know. So mm-hmm. the woman comes here instead of, him to be more caution or her to be more caution, you know, mm-hmm. and hold on to his roots. They start mm-hmm. misleading their own way and trying to be like an American, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, that 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 per se is sad, but we can change it, you know. That's yeah. why we have to keep doing the work and in a little little corner, in a small small corner, we can inspire our generation and other generation, the next generation. That you know, this is mm-hmm. how we do it, you know. Mm-hmm. And keep... mm. What were you gonna say? Uh, if we were born and raised here, and your parents are African, your parents one one of them is an African and one is an American, you have to uh, like we as parents we have to encourage our kids to start traveling with them back home, you know. So mm. and also teaching them about African leaders, African stories, you know how great Africa is. With, without that, you know we're not gonna win. But if we're doing this all to our children, you know, and other children here, they're going to get a mindset that, oh, they need to travel and see other other part of the world, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the the world is bigger. There's, there's so much. And I, I think especially 
you know, having a part of your identity is that and your ancestors are that. And it's um, it's so important. And I, I think I really love your your point on showing up as you are, you know, with pride and teaching teaching others about your culture, but really showing up fully as you are because, because I'm a I'm a humble Africa, you know. Africa has always been humble and everybody has been taking advantage of Africa. And Africa never changed its identity because Africa has always been a humble one, you know, and has always been, you know, uh, 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 the, uh, the roots of uh, uh, the, 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 the mother continent of all because uh, a lot of people, if America is falling, Africa can take a lot of Americans, you know, and give them habitation, home, you know. So Africa has always been home and, you know, that's where the journey started from. And now Africa has always been taken for granted and the using and using Africa, which is not good. Africa has to also be part of the majority. Africa has to also be part of the, you know, everything that is going on in the world. But if it comes to taking something from Africa, they come easy and take it, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, colonizers, they come in, they say, oh, there are all these resources, oh, there's this and this, they go, they take it, but they're not empowering the people or putting money back into the communities. And, you know, that's been the old way, and I, I really hope that, I hope that changes. There, there needs to be that empowerment, there needs to be, it needs to be put back into the people, you know, yep. so... But I, I feel like there's something that um, is really popping up for me is just as an immigrant, you know, uh, moving from a different country. I remember when I first moved, I thought, wow, I'm so different to these people. And I kind of felt separate initially. And I thought, oh, do I, you know, I think a lot of immigrants do face this. Like, do I change who I am to fit in? so that I feel more a part of this culture? Or do I just show up as me fully and really embrace my uniqueness and what I bring? And and that to me is is the most important thing because you add, like immigrants add so much to the different communities and we can teach so much. Like I, you know, I'm sure that you have experiences like this too, but yeah, I did experience that. that it really a certain place. I like. I wasn't like like in America. I want to move. You know. Mm -hmm. Then me and I said to myself, I don't want to be like them. So why can't I be me? And trying to share my heritage, my culture. You know, the person who I am, rather to them than trying to you know, trying to be like them. Because when I'm being like them, I can't be like them. It's like you. Are you trying to be like? Like a like a, a chicken, while you, are, you are a vulture, you can't be that. You have to be a vulture, you know, mm -hmm. and let the chicken be chicken. But what you vulture can do, that the chicken can do. That's what you have to bring it up, you know. Mm. So that's how I started doing it. I started doing it. I started seeing, like I said in the beginning, people are selling, right? Mm. They are not good sales. They will be sitting down for a customer will come. But from when I see that, I'm from Africa, right? Uh, we learn hustling when growing up. Hustling is part of like uh, uh, like like part of us. We're growing up, you know, coming from Africa. So me saying, okay, these people, I, I love money, and I know that if I work hard and I make money, I can take care of my my my, my little ones, my family, and everyone. So mm. who don't like money? So when I see people coming, all I have to do is to be nice and be smiling with them, even though they are not around my shop or they are not around my, 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 my trailer, right? Mm. So me killing them far away from with kindness, right? And they themselves could see that, no, people over here sit down quietly and wait for a customer to come. And this guy is calling us. Let's go and see what this guy has. So you mm -hmm. see, like you said, people want to see something different. Yes. They want to experience something different. They're very, they're curious, you know, they're hungry. They're hungry for that curiosity. So that's what makes you like very, very unique in that community. So can you tell us um, a bit more about, about Ghana? Um, I'd love to know just, you know, different languages 
And I'd love to know the dishes that you're making or the dishes that you really love from your culture. Okay. Ghana is one of the uh, West Africa country known as the gateway to Africa, you know? Mm. Ghana had its independence 6th March 1957 during Kwame Nkrumah, for Dr. Kwame Nkrumah. Ghana's capital town before was Cape, uh, Gold Coast. It was Cape Coast. Before it was in Ghana, it was Gold Coast. Then the capital became Cape Coast. But after the independence 1955, 50, uh, 57, Ghana, uh, Gold Coast was changed into Ghana. And, uh, and Cape Coast was changed into Accra. So Accra is the capital of Ghana. Mm. Okay. And are you from Accra? Uh, I would from? say uh, uh, I'm from, uh, what's the name? And my mom is, if I could say, my mom is from Accra, the greater Accra, mm. a small town called Teshi. Mm. And my dad is from Cape Coast, a small village called Sibrinsu Abakampa, you know? Mm. Okay. And um, what are some of your favorite traditions um, that your family did? Uh, you know, uh, well, Ghana to have like 15 indigenous languages and out of that 15 indigenous languages i could speak like 10 of them mm, and wow. I, could, I could understand like 10 of them because when they speak i could speak it in different language to them and they will understand like we have three three has like been like mostly international that move around all over ghana right mm. so if someone couldn't speak uh, airway the person should understand she is more internationally in Ghana, you know? Mm. And growing up too, you know, I live with my grandma, grandma, you know, mm. love to trade. Grandma was by then like that jewelry. So before the trade I was doing before here in America, I was doing jewelry and like shoes, mm. like artworks and a, a whole lot and clothing and stuff. So I learned that uh, from my grandma, very hardworking woman that used to travel all over West Africa countries like Togo, Benin, Kutonu, and those places. So I used to go with my grandma, you know. Mm. Uh, we have a festival in my, in my mom's side. They have a festival called Homowo Festival. Uh, on my dad's side, they also have a festival called Bakatwe, Yam Festival, you know. Mm. Yeah, growing up, I grew up in a very big house. That I could see my brothers, my cousins, my nephews, my aunties, my uncles. Mm. So we were all living in a big house, you know? Yeah. And yep. Yeah. And we, we, were, we were living in love. Uh, everybody is, everybody welcome everybody, you know, nicely. We even see visitors as family, you know. We give mm. them a place to sleep, give them food to eat. Uh, growing up was love, and, you know, mm. was sharing, you know. And was like more like if you want something and your mom doesn't have a gun, you can go and ask your auntie and you might get it, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was a whole family, big family vibe, you know. Mm. Uh, where I I, 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 I born and raised in Accra, so it's like very small town mm. and everybody know everybody like the way Michigan, Muskegon is. Yeah, that's that's so special. And I was just yeah. um, imagining waking up with all the cousins in the family and mm -hmm. just having that kind of community, you know, yeah. that's so, like the supportive, um, just a supportive community. And it sounds like a lot of fun, yeah. you know, probably like people cooking in the morning and um, lots of dancing and just... Yeah. Just being together, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's really special. Yeah. Um, so um, tell us about the the dishes that you love to cook. So the dishes I love to cook, you know, like I said, uh, uh, now the cooking has become a passion, right? Mm. So we love to cook everything, right? But some of the indigenous food of, like, where I'm from, like, we make, like, bangkun, we make like fufu. I make like fufu. 
I make like jollof rice. I make like wache. I make like granola soup, mm. okra stew, fried plantain, black pea bean stew. That's the red bread and stuff. But you know, this western side, they also have their culture of food, right? Mm. And they, if for them to eat our food, they like it, right? But they can't eat it every day, right? Mm-hmm. Because our food is very strong and very heavy, right? Mm-hmm. So me living here, I have to study the art culture to and see what I can blend in, in right? Mm-hmm. So out of that, instead of me making the main authentic traditional food, I will make it and give an option that if you want to eat more traditional food, this is it. But if you want to eat like Michigana, you know, or Mexicana, <laughs> that's when I start like. Learn, uh, looking around Mexico's restaurant, they're doing tacos. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, that would be also nice for me to blend in my African food, the main indigenous food, to mm. blend in into what these people are like capable of, you know? Mm. Like the yeah, fusion. So, mm-hmm. yeah, to start doing in the fusion form, you know? What I'm giving them, though it's more indigenous, but it's more like to them how they like it, like burritos, tacos, nachos, you know, by the same indigenous food that I'm giving to them. So like jollof rice like this, I can make jollof burrito, jollof tacos, jollof nachos, you know. Oh, that sounds so I love jollof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like the red red, the black eyed things being stew, I can mm. cook coconut rice and put it on top of them and put chicken and fry plantain and put plantain and make my own salad. Mm. And I see that when you go to like Kidoba, this kind of measure, they're doing the same thing, similar like how I was, I'm trying to do like them, but this is mm. like, I have my heritage, I have my, my, my traditional, you know, so, and now I'm trying to put in, in how they like it, you know? Mm. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, people, um, in my experience, I, you know, I spent three years there. I finished high school there and um, I've had this conversation with my my father a lot because my dad loves spicy food and he loves curry. And we come from Johannesburg. There's a lot of diversity in cuisine. There's so much, you know, um, but there people aren't as used to exposure to uh, to new foods and new tastes. So that's it's really smart of you to do that and to see like what is going to be appealing what's going to be somewhat familiar so that people will be you know more open to really trying it and then seeing what they like and I think um I love the idea of the fusion I think that's that's really lovely and but you you know you shine in that way because um you know that area I mean you have there's some Indian food and there's some, you know, different food. But but you really shine because there isn't a lot of uh, different food. So I'm. that just sounds so delicious. Uh, because, I would like because, some right now. Thank you. Because, because uh, me, me already like this, I'm blessed, you know. Mm. Secondly, I don't compete with nobody, right? Mm. Because I just do what Ja asked me to do. You know, mm, yes. And me doing that, that brings me a lot of joy mm. and a lot of happiness. Mm. For me to see myself up there, mm. I don't want to be that up there. I'm just here to work. I'm just a servant. Want to work for my people. Want to mm. give my people the right vibe, the right doctrine. And what I do with my life is nobody's business. But what I'm being sent to do, that's what I can I can do because. So mm. see me as Joseph, you know? Mm. And you bring and so much love to the community. It feels so good. <laughs> because we're doing Jawek. And Jawek has to involve love. He has mm. to involve respect. He has to involve togetherness, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so like I said, we're just, you know, doing us. And the power that we have, we won't call it power, but the blessing that we have, it's not of us, but it's of, you know, Jah who has given us Mm. that kind of favor to shine through you know mm. and who have eyes who see it and who don't have eyes who wonder who is this guy what is he doing but who have eyes who see it from afar that this guy is bridging out something 
that if you don't take time, if you don't watch it now, not taking it serious now, someday you're going to regret of mm. you not taking it serious in the beginning, you know? Mm. Yeah, it's, it's really, um, it's so special because, you know, you move to a whole new country and start a whole new life and then it's, you said, oh my gosh, I, you know, I really have a place to shine here and I'm going to listen to Ja, I'm going to listen to you to you know to God and and my intuition and my purpose and I'm going to do this work but you show up with the community and the love and the connection and not everyone does that and and to be um to be like a, a business owner start your own business it's just um it's it's a really brave and beautiful thing and and you're doing you're doing incredible work like I just remember that First impressions, impressions, I feel like, show you a lot. But I remember that first day I met you, and I was—it was just such a breath of fresh air to feel this welcoming. You know, it's not just people sticking to themselves, but I felt so welcomed by you, and and I think a lot of people who who experience your food and and just you in general will feel that. So the community is lucky to have you. <laughs> They're really yeah, lucky. man. Yeah, that, that's what they should see. You know, because right now they need to support me, whether financially, mm-hmm. you know, whether mm-hmm. whether whatever they need to do, they need to support me. But because of you know what I went through, mm-hmm. some of them are supporting, but some of them are trying to be like they don't want to support because they 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 they, they playing one side, you know. Oh yeah. yeah. But we still don't give up because, like I said, we are here to do their work. You know, how many fathers out there are in their children's life? Not enough. So I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel proud, and I feel, I feel good to be here. So if uh, this couldn't work on for me, at least I'm in my children's life. At least I have my business. At least I can, you know, I can just do me like the way I've always been me and I've always been doing me, you know, to mm-hmm. make sure I survive and being a sustainable life for mm-hmm. these children and teach them what is right, you know, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah, absolutely. So um, on that point, tell us how can people support you? Where can they find you? Where can they donate to you? Yeah, so, you know, people can find me all over social media as Abeshin Ghanian Cuisine. And if you are far away and you like what we're doing, you know, and you want to support too, you can just connect us on Abeshin Ghanian Cuisine and just message us and maybe bring your idea because uh, there's a saying that uh, not only one person has all the wisdom, it takes two. So this will bring its wisdom, this will bring its wisdom. Then, you know, we compromise and we see maybe what I'm doing People like it, but people also have some ideas to bring, you know, and not opinion, but ideas, because I love ideas, because the moment someone brings an opinion, the person is trying to tell you that you should do this, do this, do this. Mm. But like I said, we already have our purpose, and mm. we know where we are coming from, and know, we know where we're going. So, but mm. if you have an idea to support us, come talk to us. We are very open, like, we'll talk to us, whatever support anything you want to support just talk to us and let's vibe you know because the work we are doing is not for one person it's for all of us you know mm-hmm. and they can follow me on like instagram abeshi ghanian cuisine they can follow me on uh, facebook abeshi ghanian cuisine and if they want to also connect with me phone to phone to my number is 231-855-6002 and if they want to connect to because right now abeshi is working uh, on to have Abeshin, uh, uh, what's the name, back home to take care of kids because mm, Abeshin yes. itself was coming from the streets because mm. after grandma died, Abeshin have to like start feeding himself, start living the life grandma has already, upbringing him already. So I feel like, you know, Abeshin is ready to give back to the streets. And I've mm. been doing that each and every time, you know, I go around, cook food, giving people on the street freely and not mm. charging because for you to get hungry and you've got school to go, you can't learn. Yes. So you first have That's to feed right. yourself and then your mind will stay right and steady or do something you want to do. 
So I feel like, you know, my message across the world is, you know, strictly good vibes and positivity and helping the poor because uh, nobody was born, was born to be rich and nobody was born to be poor. Uh, poor. But when you could see some people can't, can't afford even drinking water and you can support, you support them. And that's the blessing of God. And that's the blessing of Jah. And that's the blessing of the universe because the universe has given us everything that we need. So why can't we give something to people, other people who also need it, you know? Exactly. And, and just giving back with that and knowing mm-hmm. that we're all connected as well. It's not, there isn't the separateness. Being able to give back is really powerful. I'll um, link all of that information in the show notes as well for anybody that wants to connect to you. And, um, you know, um, I'm out here in California and there's quite a big, there's a big pool of, of different mm-hmm. cultures and, and I'm sure lots of ideas on on how to expand that, you know, bringing good ideas. Yeah. And so, so yeah, that'll be in the show notes. And um, I have a, a different... Right now, right, right now, we're also looking for investors, you know, because mm-hmm. the work, we can't do the work alone, you know. Right now, we're thinking of moving to another direction of getting like a, a storefront, you know, so that at least we can give back to the community and people can still work for us, you know. Yes. Yeah, I love that. That's really exciting. That's great. Um, so I have a different kind of question for you. It's um, do you have any musicians that you love from Ghana or is there any music that makes you think of home any particular musicians oh I love a lot of musicians uh, I play more like uh, so when I became when I was on the street there was this musician who helped me he's also well known called one love the Kobolo Emmanuel Usubun so he was also playing his music and doing his thing mm. So um, yeah. one, one I like I like I like Bob Mali, I like Stevie yes. Mali. Those are my more motivational, inspiration people. Yes. Uh, I like uh, Ziggy Mali. I like all the Malis. I like everything. <laughs> I like Gigi Banting. Uh, Ghana. I like a whole lot. Uh, like Stoneboy, uh, Sarkodie. When we're talking about uh, old, old musician, I like uh, that. Make me feel at home. I like JD Blay Ambule. I like Osibisa, you know. Mm. I like Aisoba. I like uh, Atongo, and I like all kinds, you know. Mm. I like all kinds of music. Only if the music is teaching me, or you know, motivating me, or you know, gave me a space to dance, you know, I love it. Mm. I know I love to dance too. It's good for the soul. <laughs> Mm-hmm, it's so mm-hmm. important. It's so important. I've been getting into Afrobeat recently. Okay. And I went to go see a Wiz Kid a couple of weeks ago. Do you know Wiz Kid? Wiz Kid yeah, he has a yeah. music with Damien Mali. That's how I get to know yes. about Bless. You heard that Bless before? No, I haven't heard that. So I'll have to listen oh, to that. You have, you have to look at it. Wiz Kid and Damien Mali. Oh, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I. I just love Afrobeat. There's something about, I feel like I'm connecting back to the continents. And um, there's, uh, I just, I love it so much. It feels very, very good to me. Like the the rhythm, you know, dancing, the rhythm, it's good for the soul. We need to express ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's important. Well, that's beautiful. Um, thank you so much for sharing your story with us and for just showing up so authentically um, and again, to our listeners, please support Abeshi. Uh, everything will be in the show notes and show up with what you can. Everything is appreciated. Um, and is there anything else you'd like to share before we uh, end? If they also want to support us with money too, we have cash up, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we wake up, we cook for the poor, we cook for the needy, you know. They can also donate some money through our cash up. It's called Jali 56, you know. Yeah, so like like I said, Abeshin has been here and he's reaching out to all African brothers and sisters who are more talented and has the passion to cook. So if you know how to cook your own indigenous food, Abeshin is you know calling everyone to come over so that we can work together as a collaboration, you know. And check it out too. 
very soon we'll be coming to different different festivals in, in your town. You don't know now, but in your town, in the next town, in the next town. So keep looking and keep following and keep supporting and don't stop because when you stop, we can also give up. But when you keep supporting us, we can't give up because we know that we have we have people who are looking up to us. We have people we have to feed. So that will always encourage us to keep going, you know, because Marcos Gavi said African for Africans. So it doesn't mean that you are coming from Europe, wherever you are coming from. And so far as you see yourself as an African, you are an African. Whether you are white, you are an African because the journey started from Africa. So it's time diaspora, we all have to come together and work together and think together and be together, you know, and showing and showing us the and, and, and bringing what we know and what we don't know, we bring it on the table so we can learn because it's about time for Africa to be seen out there, you know, because Africa, like I said, is the mother continent of all. So we have to repatriate and go see home because home is full of joy. The system is killing us, so we have to repatriate, go see Africa. You can go Nigeria, you can go Liberia, you can go anywhere. Find yourself in any other African country. And just, you know, like my sister said in the beginning, let your soul move. Let your soul do the talking. Let your soul, you know, do the expression. Don't use your physical, you know, to do the expression. But when you do it with the physical, become fake. So always look deep down you and look for the right, you know, connection and the right truth. Mm-hmm. For the truth is the light, you know. Mm-hmm. And show up, show up for each other. Yeah, show I up for each other. I think that's a big one. one. One thing I've seen is we Africans, we don't show up for each other. We mm-hmm. betray each other. That's the word. Mm-hmm. We try to betray each other. Mm-hmm. So if these Western people could be, betray us, why are we brothers and sisters betraying each other? No, we have to stand for each other, you know? Come together. And come together. more powerful and you support each other. Yeah. You yeah. know? Because when you want you to rise. speak, when you want to sweep and you have one broom, you can't use one broom to sweep. The broom has to be more and joined together before you can sweep all the dead. So let's be like the broom, not only one broom, but the broom, so that we can sweep and clean the room. Because uh, there's no uh, there's, there, uh, there is no sense. Mm-hmm. So uh, we are here to improve. You know, Rasta is involved progress. Africa involved progress. So let's come together and involve the progress that Mama Africa has given all of us in its own way, you know? Mm. Yeah. Mm. And let's always keep Mama Africa proud. Mm. That's powerful. And don't forget, I like Davido. I like Davido. I like this guy. What's the name? This guy recently from South Africa did a song with uh, Stoneboy. Ah, oh, who? Who's that? For, for, for something for Fossa, oh? Hmm. Are you, are you talking about like the Jerusalem song? Have you heard that? Yeah, maybe that guy. Yeah, so that guy is also doing well. You know, all the African musicians keep doing you, keep doing that. And put Africa on the map, you know, because Africa needs to be seen big. Oh, Africa is so powerful. They don't even know. <laughs> they don't even know, bro. <laughs> yeah, because we Africans, we know our gods, we know our ancestors. So if dirty Babylon trying to frustrate us, we know who to attend to, you know. That if you are born and raised here and you are black, when they start frustrating you, police, you don't know where to run to. You become involved in the system, you know. But we, when we have a problem, we know that we can fetch water and talk to our gods. We can fetch water and talk to our ancestors. We can talk to our soul. We can just say good things to us, you know, because whatever you manifest it has to be good. If it's negative, it will affect you. If it's positive, it will affect you, you know. Exactly. And, and I think just like tapping into that connection is um it's so special our connection to to really the earth and to africa and to our ancestors and to 
to that guidance. That's like tapping into like a, for me, that's source energy, you know, tapping into what there's a higher collective purpose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's really special. Yeah, so Abedina has been doing it alone, you know. Oh yeah, with the help of Ja, and because we seek Ja first. So any people who are coming away, like you coming away, interviewing us, mm. we didn't come to ask you to help us, but because we believe in Ja and we believe in the universe, the universe is appointing the right people to the right direction, to the right way. So we give mm. thanks, you know, to the Most High Ja Rastafari. So what, one thing I can tell our people, every people, every humanity, the human decency, and also know yourself and be who you want to be, you know, because if, if you don't want to be you and you're trying to be different thing, you're going to fall. So true self is being yourself. That's a power. That's a secret, you know, being yourself. You can conquer all mountains because that mountain it's for you to conquer, but being yourself, you conquer it easy, you know? But if you try to be different thing, you're gonna pass through loops and loops and loops and you can't even conquer that mountain. So be yourself, show up yourself. Let the people know that you have real authentic love for yourself and make sure you treat everybody around you with respect. And respect comes of love and love comes of what? Trust. So if we don't have these things, we can't love each other. We can't trust each other. We all feel like we are being betrayed and we don't want that. All we want is peace, unity, you know, and we being ourselves, reflection of ourselves. Man, that community is so lucky to have you. <laughs> so oh, lucky. I'll tell you, when, I tell you, when, when, when you are like, when you are a king, right, in your yeah. home, you don't see that kingship in you. But people outside, not only you talking, people outside who see the energy, the, the work we are doing, but the people over here don't see the work we are doing. Mm -hmm. But I hope that someday they will know. And if they don't know, they will know because the work we are doing is of Jah, Rastafari. Thanks so much for tuning in. You've been listening to Abroad the Podcast where we are celebrating the diversity and humility of immigration through storytelling. Maybe you know someone who has a great story. Feel free to get in touch. My Instagram handle is African with a K underscore sunrise. Please subscribe and comment. Illustration is by Tanya Feydan and music for the intro and outro is by Tahu Music. And you can find out more information about their work if you look below in the show notes. Thanks so much, friends. Take care and stay curious.